For eight hours or so, Brian paced his apartment. Things need to be done. Steps need to be taken, he thought. He dined out his cigarette and made a call to Nadine, saying that he wouldn't be able to see her until Monday night. He managed, barely, to keep his flip-flops to stay on his feet as he charged down the stairs. He needed to get the box. One thing could be said about a writer with this sort of turmoil. When you're SOL and your muse goes AWOL, the best thing to do was boost your creative energy and focus on the work. Brian unplugged his television and stuffed it in the closet. He sent Howdy to live with Nadine temporarily. She didn't mind. He was a special Jack Russell, compact and easygoing. He sat on the floor and spread out all his relics, occasionally flipping through a copy of Zen in the Art of Writing or a Movable Feast. He walked to the gas station and picked up some energy drinks high in ginseng. Four tall, empty cans lined his desk before he even typed a word. To the right of his thin, silver laptop, he placed the 20 pages that, regrettably, would have to be the melting pot of ideas. Here's where it starts, Brian thought to himself. Here's where the men are separated from the boys. Wish that were the case with priests and children, but hey, you can't have everything. And there it was, his first edgy opener for the book. He continued, A showdown is the last thing that any man wants. But I didn't fly my happy ass halfway across this cosmos to engage in a light-sensitive, inoffensive tea party. My girl is dead, the coke is gone, and I only have 15 minutes of air left. I could spend that jogging to the station, which is only five minutes away. But this freak, this Vincent Vest, is in my way. I'm sure I can put him down in ten. He typed it in, his heart humming as his eyes darted back and forth. On his first day, he completed 50 golden pages that could be called the start to the book that would complete his trilogy. He was hungry. So hungry. Also horny. The energy drinks clouded his mind something awful. But the same could be said for Darren Lennox, who survived being launched into space, crashing on the moon with nothing more than a bag of weed and a very fertile patch of moon soil. But the golden streak was short-lived by a surging case of pissy fits. Brian had to leave his seat ten times to relieve himself. After his last visit to the can, he lounged on the couch, in defiance of his duties, to dream up the next few chapters with a comfortable afternoon nap. He awoke at 1.03 in the morning. Six hours had gone by. But within that time, his efforts were rewarded with 50 more pages. Brian was ecstatic beyond repair. This crunch time was actually working. Day three presented problems for poor Brian. With his fingers cramping at every turn, he desperately searched for his small tape recorder. When he found it, he proceeded to act out the next set of pages as if it were a play. He fitfully karate-kicked the air as he was narrating his way through an action scene, tripped over a chew toy, and broke his wooden living room table. Well, that had been a surprise. His girlfriend would laugh her ass off when she heard that bit on the tape. A grown man playing pretend. That's all a writer is, he mused. It reminded him when he pretended to be Superman by wearing his red underwear and a blue bedsheet for a cape before he jumped off the top bunk of his bed. That was the day he dislocated his arm. To this day, his elbow always did a freakish pop if he waved too hard. Finally, 158 pages completed. He decided to take a break. He decided he had enough of a buffer that he would finish the rest of the book on Monday night. 
He called up Nadine and invited her over. Howdy would be back. This gave him enough time to hide the box of Brian's good stuff in the closet and clean up a little. Nadine called a little later and asked if she could do her laundry at his place, to which he said yes, but regretted it much later.